The passage that we will be studying for this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 13, verses 34 to 35. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The title of the message for this morning is called Pandemic Love, based on John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, and Acts chapter 11, verses 19 to 30. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. On behalf of my family and our church family at the United Evangelical Church of Palawan, we would like to extend our warmest greetings and love to all of you today. It is an honor and privilege to be with you, breathing together with you, honoring God together with you, learning God's together with you this 12th day of June, year 2022. Why? Well, two years ago, the whole world was struck by a virus that practically brought all of us to our knees. The whole world was held captive economically and financially. It is a global health crisis that we still are in right now. Many businesses came to a halt. A lot of people lost their jobs. Education suffered terribly. Millions, millions got sick. And we have lost a lot of people. At first, they were just numbers, statistics, and then they became real people to us when COVID-19 hit our loved ones. Some, if not most of us, had it as well. It is only by God's grace and mercy that we are here today. 
上帝恩典甲怜悯，予咱今仔日犹原存在。And we really struggled hard to make sense of everything. 咱想要理解跩一切个代志，予咱侦查得真相深刻。As a pastor, many people turned to me and asked me different kinds of questions about the global pandemic. 身为一个牧师的人，有真侪人对这个全球性的疫情提出无常的问题。People asked me questions that I would call as end-of-the-world questions. 人问我问题，我将这个当作是世界世界末日的问题。Is it the end of the world? 这阵是末日了吗 ？Are we at the end times? 咱伫末日了吗 ？Is God coming back? Others turned to me in fear and asked what I would call as judgment of God questions. 真侪人因为惊吓就发出问题人，我讲这个是上帝的审判的问题。Pastor, is God judging us? 牧师啊，上帝在审判咱吗 ？Are we being punished? 咱是不是受刑罚了吗 ？Does God want us to repent? And some, out of frustration, asked, "Whose fault is it?" Questions. So, the government's fault? Is it another country's government's fault? Or is it the bat's fault? While many others, in fear and worry, asked what I would call "I am in the center of the world" questions. 各真侪人因为惊吓甲担忧，都生出的问题，我就是该归纳讲说，我伫世界的中心的问题。Pastor, what will happen to my plans? 牧师啊，我算落去要怎啊？我会过遐要怎啊落啊 ？Who will take care of me? 上阿要来照顾我啊？ And what will my future be like? Now, these are questions that we can all relate to, or perhaps even ask ourselves during the course of this global pandemic. Many analysts have noticed that at the beginning of this global health crisis, not only was the virus spreading like wildfire. But another pandemic was hitting many people, and that is the pandemic of fear. So, a scientist noticed that in this pandemic, There was a global fear that gripped the hearts of and the minds of many people, worried and afraid of what was happening and the possibility of things getting even worse. 一种全球性的惊吓就砍了人的心灵，咱担心、搁惊，正伫发生的代志，以及可能变得搁较惨的代志。And as time went on, as the days and the weeks and the months 
And now, two years into this pandemic, people have now grown very tired. So, Many people are exhausted. Worn out. And consumed by another fatigue. Another pandemic. And this is the pandemic of fatigue. Now, everyone just wants this pandemic to be over. And so we are asking a very important question today. How do we respond to the overwhelming and devastating power of fear and fatigue. And my straightforward answer to pandemic fear and pandemic fatigue is for us to respond with a better kind of pandemic. Instead of pandemic fear, instead of pandemic fatigue, let us respond with a pandemic of faith. Yes, faith. You see, the Bible records that at the start of the early first century church, Christians, meaning Christ believers and Christ followers, have already faced a similar crisis. And the way they responded to their crisis will teach us how we can respond to our own. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 11, verses 19 to 30, and see how our brothers and sisters in the first century responded to their crisis. So I'll be reading this and you try to take note of everything that we can learn from this. Verse 19. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Verse 20. 
Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Verse 21, the Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Now news of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Verse 23, when he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Now, verse 24 says, He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Twenty-five. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. Verse twenty-six. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Verse 27, during this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. Verse 28, one of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. Verse 29, the disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and the sisters living in Judea. Verse 30, this they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. Now, clearly, we saw how fear and fatigue has affected people during this time. Now, 
We saw two things. Number one, Christians were scattered by persecution. They were afraid and so they were scattered because of the severe persecution. And on top of that, a severe famine spread over the entire Roman world. They were persecuted, and to make matters worse, there was a severe famine. People were hungry, and they could not find food. Now, if we were there during their time, perhaps we would have asked the same questions that people ask now. Perhaps we would be asking, why are we suffering like this? Perhaps we would be asking, why are we being persecuted? Why is there widespread famine? Is God judging us? Are we being punished? God, do you want us to repent? Or perhaps in fear and worry, we will ask, what will happen to my plans? Take care of me. What will my future be like? But you see, the believers and the followers of Jesus had a different response to their crisis. Instead of living in fear and fatigue, they responded in faith. They showed faith by telling others the good news about the Lord Jesus. That resulted in a great number of people believing and turning back to God. Now, Barnabas is described as being a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Do you know what he did? Did he cower in fear? Did he succumb to fatigue? No. He went to minister to the believers and was glad and he encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Now, 
He even looked for his friend, Saul, so that the both of them could teach the believers for a year. Now, that is faith. Instead of cowering in fear or fatigue, they shared the gospel of Jesus. They, in, they encouraged those who were discouraged. And they taught them for a whole year. Now, who else? The other disciples. The Bible says that the disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and the sisters living in Judea. And so what they did was they sent their gifts through Barnabas and Saul to aid those who were suffering. What an amazing faith. What we see here is that responding in faith results to, number one, turning people back to God, and number two, turning discouragements to encouragements. So responding in faith produces more faith in others. So now, perhaps the reason why we cannot see how God is working in our lives right now The reason why we cannot see the open doors of opportunities is because we are not asking the right questions. Instead of asking end-of-the-world questions, instead of asking judgment of God questions, instead of asking whose fault is it questions, Instead of asking, I am in the center of the world questions, we need to ask the right questions. So what are the right questions? N.T. Wright, a New Testament scholar, an Anglican bishop, and author of the book, God and the pandemic proposes that we ask three questions in the face of this pandemic. The first question 
，也是上款一本册《上帝甲疫情》的作者。伊特别建议三，咱需要问的三个问题。The first question is this: Who are at risk? 头一个问题，谁啊有风险呢 ？Number two, how can we be of help? 第二项，咱要怎啊来帮助伊呢 ？And number three, who shall we send? 第三项，咱应该要差派几谁呢 ？Let's ask the three questions again. 那来三甲过来分析这三条问题。Who are at risk? 谁啊有风险 ？How can we be of help? 咱要怎啊帮助因 ？And who shall we send? 咱要差派谁啊 ？So we can ask here in UECP. 所以今仔日咱伫咱的教会当中有法通问。Who will we help? 谁啊需要咱的帮助呢 ？How can we help? 咱要怎啊帮助因？ And who will go to help? John Piper, a theologian, a Baptist pastor, and an author of the book Coronavirus and Christ, wrote this. John Piper, a theologian, a Baptist pastor, and an Is that his people put to death self-pity and fear? 就是要让伊的子民将自卑甲惊吓装伫死底。And give themselves to good deeds in the presence of danger. 并在危险中献身伫何何处 ？Christians. Lean toward need, not comfort. So, we as Christians should lead toward Did not cower in fear, nor were conquered by their fatigue, but the church was all the more challenged in faith to love as Jesus loved. So, the church's small gatherings, the difficulties, the difficulties, the So how did Jesus love? 主耶稣怎么听人呢 ？Jesus loved compassionately. 伊有迄款同情心来去听人。Jesus loved practically. 伊上款有实际的行动来听人。And Jesus loved sacrificially. And that is what we also ought to do now. So this is the right question to ask. How do we live like Christ in a pandemic-stricken world? 
How do I show Jesus in my life? The church in the first century and the centuries after that have always placed that question front and center in their lives. How do we live and love like Christ? So let's look at these global pandemics that has happened in the past and see how Christians in history has responded in faith and in love. Let's begin with the Antonine Plague. In 165 to 180 AD, smallpox and measles killed 5 million people in Asia Minor, Greece, Egypt, and Italy. For 15 years, people were dying slowly in all of these places. It was bad. It was terrible. But something good came out of it. The historian Lyman Stone wrote, it also might have led to the spread of Christianity. Some historians suggest suggest as Christians cared for the sick and offered a spiritual model whereby plagues were not the work of an angry and capricious deities, but the product of a broken creation in revolt against a loving God. So during this dark season of the lives of many, people like the Christians cared for others. So they helped others understand what God is accomplishing during this time. In And so because of that, Christianity was spreading as well. Now, the second plague is called the Cyprian Plague. In 249 to 262 AD, smallpox and influenza was killing as many as 
5,000 people per day in Europe, in Africa, and in Asia. There were many people who were dying. But it also did something else too. It triggered the explosive growth of Christianity. Cyprian sermons told Christians not to grieve for plague victims. Why? Because they live in heaven. Instead of grieving, they have to redouble their efforts to care for the living. His fellow bishop, Genesius, described how Christians, heedless of danger, took charge of the sick, attending to their every need. So Dionysius so even if it was very dangerous because of the plague, the Christians were continuing to care for others. The third one is called the Black Death. Also called the bubonic plague. From 1346 to 1353 AD, 75 to 200 million people from the continents of Europe, Africa, and Asia died. It was perhaps the darkest moment in, Christ, in uh, human history. Yet, historians wrote that there were also pockets of extraordinary Christian charity. According to one French chronicler, the nuns at one city hospital, having no fear of death, tended the sick with all sweetness and all humility. New nuns replaced those who died until most had died. Many times renewed by death, they now rest in peace with Christ as we may piously believe. 
这么多的死亡，因现在安息的基督来，正是咱虔诚的基督徒所相信的。What were the Christians like during this time? They were courageous. They were humble. 当时的基督徒是怎样呢？因是也有勇敢，而且够谦卑。And they served everyone that they could serve. 因啊，上宽。Number four, the Spanish flu. The C to C Spanga Edukam. In 1918 to 1919, 50 million people suffered because of an H1N1 influenza A virus worldwide. It Q it bad cow it Q it Q. 全世界性有五千个万人得得 H1N1. One historian, Gregory Fairbanks, wrote: "Pandemics and plagues have often marked periods when the greatest saints are born." So, this historian, Anikong, Yakjeng, and Unyak, Tongshong, both predicted the Christians have tried to do their best to minister to those who were suffering and didn't have anyone else to take care of them. In the early church, the Christians were suffering, but they didn't have anyone to take care of them. In the face of death, Christians were serving others. So, in the face of death, Christians were serving others. So, in the face of death, Christians The Ebola virus. The Ebola virus is Ebola virus. And most of us are already alive during this time. I think we are already in this time. In 2013 to 2016, 28,000 cases of Ebola virus happened in Western Africa. In 2013 to 2016, 28,000 cases. And 11,323 died in that area alone. But you know what? In the battle against Ebola virus, one Christian doctor, Dr. Kent Brantley. Was rushed back to the U.S. after almost dying in Liberia, as he served the people that needed treatment in the country. But after recovering, you know what he did? He returned back to the continent where he almost lost his life. But he returned back to the continent where he almost lost his life. Many people were perplexed and confused. Why would you go back? So many people were perplexed and confused. Asked why he wanted to go back, he said, "God has opened the doors." So he went back. Why did he want to go back? 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 Why did he want
，因为伊讲上帝已经开了门。God has opened the doors. 上帝将门已经拍开了。All throughout history, Christians have shown courage, compassion, and sacrificial love to people, no matter what their situations may be. 历史予咱看到，基督徒常常表现出勇气、同情佮牺牲的痛，无管因处境伫甚物所在。The most difficult, the most demanding, and the most dangerous times in history, Christians were not afraid, nor was conquered by fatigue. Instead, the church was all the more challenged in faith to look for doors of opportunities. 无管因处理伫虾米个境遇，是困难，是极啊坎坷，是危险。基督徒拢无惊，也无受亚仙来控制。教会管理也受挑战，找福音的门，找上帝已经拨开的门。To look for doors that God has opened。所以咱需要上帝去找迄个门，上帝已经拨开了。Amazing, right？ 真奇妙，是唔是？ But we need to ask the question: What drives people like them? 但是咱需要也着问这个问题：咱有法通怎啊成就因呢 ？What drives people like them to give more than what is expected? 什么推别因有法通超乎所求的奉献 ？What drives people like them to go beyond the call of duty? 什么好因有法通超越使命的好调呢 ？And what drives people like them to selflessly live for others？ 啊，上官，咱也着问，什么好因无私心的为别人来活呢 ？What drives them？ What motivates them？ What inspires them？ 什么来来好调因，正做安尼呢？ You know what? Christians took their cue from what Jesus said. In a tonglat, just is until to Yaso so gong eh. So what did Jesus say? Yaso gong say me ni. A new commandment I give you: love one another, as I have loved you, so you also must love one another. 耶稣讲：“我赐予恁一条新的命令，乃是叫恁彼此相听。我怎样听恁，恁也着怎样相听。Because by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another.” 恁若彼此相听的心，众人因为安尼就认出恁是我的门徒了。If the Christians in the first century, and in the different centuries where pandemics abound, took Jesus seriously in loving in the same way that Jesus loved, 基督徒在第一世纪各甲耍落去的世纪，那那在疫情有法人行跩的时阵 
compassionately, practically, and sacrificially. Don't you think that we Christians in the 21st century ought to do the same? To love others with the compassion of Christ. Helping others practically and not just praying for them. Sacrificially giving up our rights and privileges so that others may find life in Jesus. I believe that we will all see the open doors of opportunities to love and serve others in Christ. Friends, past two years has been very difficult for many people. It's a mess. We have been tested severely. Trials like these have broken many. And we all feel like victims of a suffering we think we do not deserve. But remember this. God, God can turn a mess into a message. A test into a testimony. A trial into a triumph. And a victim into a victor. In the midst of this global crisis, God is opening doors of opportunities for people like you and people like me where we could show the love of Christ to others. Ten Boom, a Holocaust survivor and one that has helped so many during that time, said, Cory Ten Boom, Tihige, Tedis, Chu Sekai Tai Chen, Sijun, Ipang Chan, Chinkyu, Diao, Chinchoi Lang, I Anikong. If you look at the world, you will be distressed. If you look within, you will be depressed. But if you look at God, you will be at rest. Kasu 
你也常看会爽呾。如果你转眼看上帝，你就会得到安息。Church, let your faith be contagious. 教会大家庭，让你的信心变充满着感染力。Let your hope be infectious. 你的盼望正在有传染性。And let your love be pandemic. 啊，上宽和你的听正在亲像一个疫情。Let us all pray. 那也上个祈祷。Lord, we pray. That you would challenge us to respond in faith, to press on in hope, and to live and love. 主啊，我祈求你挑战我以信心来回应，以盼望来前进，以听信生活。In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 从耶稣的名来祈求。Amen.